On this week's episode of the XN Network Podcast, we discuss Toronto FC's inability to win a match on penalty kicks and look ahead to the final two matches of the MLS season. All that and more coming up on the XI Network Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 34. 34, man. That's too many. 34 weeks that we have been doing this. It's insane. Uh, yeah, I wonder <laughs> where all that time went. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think back to it and I'm like, we've done 34 of these already. It just, it feels like yesterday that we just started this. But, I mean, we're here. Episode it 34. It blows my mind that we got into uh, double digits even. Sorry for cutting you off. But, yeah, I didn't even yeah. think we'd get into double digits. No, it's... Honestly, I, I didn't know where it was going to go, and I still don't know where it's going to take us, but I'm loving it so far, and I'm, I'm not complaining. But I am your host, Justin Borrow, uh, and with me today is the one, the only, Peter Robinson. The not host, Peter Robinson. Um, <laughs> support, uh, yeah, York 9, <laughs> the CPL, because Toronto C is letting us down. Yep, and we're going we're gonna to get to that. Uh, uh, Chengiz Khan once again is not with us today but he will hopefully be back for next week's episode so it's just going to be a two-man rodeo today but we seem to be pretty good at these two-man rodeos yeah yeah you and I we seem to just kind of bounce off each other it works you know I don't know why but it it works I could hog tie a calf or something yeah work it out man Uh, yeah it'll be fine film it throw it up on YouTube man we'll get views it it works yeah it'll go viral (laughs) that's it Uh, so let's talk about Oh, do we call it deja vu? Do we? Uh, I like to call it the uh, ghost of, um, not Christmas past, the ghost of championship past. Yeah, just I don't understand. But uh, Toronto FC loses the Voyagers Cup uh, Wednesday night on penalties to Big their surprise. rivals, Montreal Impact, Ugh. which oh, it hurts me to say. It just it hurts Ugh. my even insides the name to even sucks. Think about it. I know. It's just oh terrible, but um, it, it, it Toronto FC it, it looked promising for them throughout the match. I mean, you know, for the majority of the game, they they dominated. Uh, they they seemed to be in full control. Um, there was a ton of scoring chances that they just couldn't put away. Um, sadly, Eltador was you know non-existent out there for the match, but it didn't matter because Super Subasa Endo, the man that we talked about on the last TFC podcast. Uh, scores again, uh, you know, to get Toronto FC level on aggregate, but uh, they just, they they just once again are, are haunted by this this concept of penalty kicks, and I don't know why. I'm an England fan. England sucks at penalties. So much heartbreak. I mean, you know, I'm still have goosebumps from when we beat Colombia, um, and you know, and now Toronto FC just has this this sort of monkey on their back, um, metaphorically of 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 losing on penalties and i and i just don't understand why <laughs> you know what i just thought about montreal impact they're owned by the saputo family right yep and the saputo family makes like cheese right yep so i'm with you i'm should, with you here keep going they should be the cheese heads or the tet, <laughs> tet fromage 
if, uh, <laughs> if you'd like to uh, make it a little bit more cultured. Um, I, but yeah, uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, Toronto FC, not great at penalties. We'll say hot garbage. We'll say a dumpster fire on penalties. It, it just, uh, honestly, like we'll, we'll get to it, but it was just four shots were taken by Toronto FC. One of them scored by Pasuelo. Three misses. Altador hits the crossbar. Mullins gets stopped with, I don't know what the hell he was doing. And then Osorio hits the left post, right post. And um, it's just, I don't understand why we are, do they not practice this in training? Is this, is this not something that you think that Greg Vanny would be beating into these players since we're so bad at it? I just don't understand why. I think Greg thinks that we can just win games in regulation and that maybe he thought we had extra time. Maybe that's why he made those substitutions. Maybe he was like, ah, don't worry. We'll beat him in the half hour of extra time. Don't worry about it. Well, like, I, I definitely know that a lot of the fans were very blown away by the um, by the format of the tournament. Uh, so where I was sitting in the stadium, everybody around me was kind of gasping in shock uh, when they saw that it was going to penalties right away. They were expecting extra time. Um I'm not a huge fan of going straight to penalties. I think that the players should have that extra 30 minutes to kind of play it out. I, I feel like the game should be won on the merits of the game. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, that's what you want to see. Uh, it's kind of like hockey, you know, how when you get to the playoffs, they continue to play overtime until somebody wins. You know, don't go to a shootout. Like, let the the merits of the, of the game itself decide who wins. Um, but I feel like, Minus the fact that we are hot garbage at penalties um, because of that reckless tackle by Mavinga at the end of the game, which, you know, had us down to 10 men. Uh, we, you know, may have been in a better position to go to penalties because I don't know how well we would have survived that last 30 minutes uh, without, you know, what I would say arguably is our best defender on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Hats off to Lapalainen for the way that he took that that foul by cutting across um, Mavinga. Smart play, smart play. So you know can't really can't really knock him for that. Um, it, but- it was going to be a goal. It, it, I mean, I was watching it, and as much as I was like, "Oh, it's a red card." It, it was a red card or a goal because he was in all alone, and I just feel like he would have had Bono beat. Um, and so I feel like it was a foul that had to be made, but you know, it just unfortunately did, was not uh, the result that we wanted in that sense. It was a quote unquote, big air quotes, professional foul yes. by uh, by Mavinga. So you know, I I was fine with it. It happens right it happens in the game there are going to be fouls like that there's going to be red cards center backs get them more than anybody else so or center backs and defenders get them more than anybody else so it was kind of expected but um you know i I agree with you that because when we went that man down we weren't going to survive a half hour of of extra time i mean josie couldn't even survive you know the full 90 let alone another half hour uh, and we wouldn't have had an extra sub. So, you know, it, uh, yeah, let's just say it was a very disappointing game. Losing on penalties again, like CONCACAF Champions League final, losing penalties. MLS Cup final, losing penalties. Now Canadian Championship final, losing penalties. 
Like, I don't know if it's the players that they're choosing to take the penalties. I don't know if it's the quality of the players that we have taking the penalties. I don't know if it's, like, Diop just being... I, I thought the new rule was that they had to, like, stay on their line and that they weren't allowed to, like, move around. Like, that's yeah, just me. I, I, I thought the same thing. I wasn't I wasn't sure. Um, I don't know if they can move up and down the line. It seemed that way. Um, or if they just can't step off their line. Um, the first but, the first shot that we took, he was way off the line by the time the ball was kicked. Yeah. And I'm surprised. Like I know we scored it, but I'm surprised uh, that it the, the wasn't called back or at least like some, he was spoken to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the rule is there. Um, but yeah, he, there, there were definitely, uh, a few, a few questionable, uh, maneuvers by, uh, by the keeper there. Um, now Toronto FC dominated the match, but there, and I know you want to talk about this. Greg Vanny made some questionable substitutions throughout the match. What was he thinking? I mean, for a game where we needed to score, uh, at least one goal um, and we we definitely wanted to because let's be honest you know I'm sure Vanny in the back of his mind didn't want to go to penalties either um, you know he made pretty much all defensive changes except for the Mullins Ferendo change uh, so he brought on Justin Morrow at halftime for Ashton Morgan uh, then he brought on um, Aro for Larea you know, who is one of our, our best wingers right now and, and uh, is, is able to sort of play that. I feel like if you would have had Larea and Moro, you know, they are two wingbacks who are able to really get forward uh, and sort of, you know, wreak havoc um, with their crosses into the box. Uh, and I, I just I was surprised he made that change. And then he brings on Mullins for Endo, who scored for us uh, and has been on fire. Uh, it, they just felt like really weak, um, bad changes. Uh, what were your thoughts on those? Uh, I mean, obviously changing the two, the two wing backs wouldn't have been my choice, especially when you have like De Leon and Gallardo as as people who can come on. You know, if you're looking to attack those wing backs, obviously you want to bring on Gallardo. He's got the pace. He's got um, you know a little bit of quality in the final third. Um, and I think Mullins doesn't have that. Let's be real. Uh, Nick De Leon scored a bunch of goals this season i would say he's a guy who's relatively um high or high flying on confidence this year um something that we didn't really expect um so i think he would have been a better sub especially if you need that goal to win um you know if you're if you transition to say three at the back so you take if you're going to take off larea maybe bring on gallardo and add that extra attack or bring on nick de leon and add that extra attacker, but it just seemed like he was stuck on keeping his his regular, you know, four four two, or I guess whatever it was, whatever he was playing four three three. I don't even know what kind of formation goes through Vanny's skull. I mean, <laughs> obviously after substitutions like that, not many good things go through his skull. So I think he was just sad that Zavaleta wasn't there, um, <laughs> yeah. so that they couldn't lose like a family or lose together as a family um yeah uh, let's just say savage tonight yeah i mean i don't know what it is vanny's just getting on my nerves he's been getting on my nerves for years now but just more today um (laughs) yeah it's just embarrassing to lose on penalties again you know i i was watching with my parents and 
as soon as it came to penalty kicks, I said, all right, you can turn it off. You know, we're not going to win on pens, and I already know. So, I mean, as soon as Altador hit the crossbar, I, I knew it was over. It was sort of just, for me, that was deja vu of the That's, um, that's two designated players, Cup. man, who can't take penalties, and we know they can't take penalties. Yeah, and it was it was disappointing, and uh, like I said, it was just deja vu for me personally from being you know in the stadium for MLS Cup 2016. You know, we lost on penalties to Seattle after they didn't register a single shot on target all match, which just to this day irks the hell out of me. Um, and then you know to be there as soon as he hit the crossbar, I just I had that same sinking feeling in my stomach. I knew that that was sort of the end of it. Um, and I, I just can't really figure out why, but all I can say is Greg Vanny, if you're listening, which I know you are, man, I know you're a big fan of the pod work on penalties. Like we need them. It's a part of the game. Uh, they're there. And I feel like we just, we cannot just rely on Alejandro Pasuelo to, cons- to constantly score penalties for us. We need other players who can step up to take them. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it just wasn't our time. And so the the Canadian Championship or the Voyagers Cup is currently on loan uh, in Montreal for the season. And uh, hopefully next season we can we can step up and, and bring it back to Toronto. Oh, tic tac! It's in the wrong part of Canada. I would rather sure it be in Vancouver. Mm, yeah, I would too. rather it me be too. in Edmonton or no, 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 uh, Winnipeg <laughs> than be in Montreal. Yeah, me too. I there's just something about Montreal. I just it it eats away at me. I, I I hate the team. I hate the fans. It's just yes, call me biased. I don't care. I uh, I'm not a fan of Montreal any in any sport. Um, you know the Montreal Canadiens or the Montreal Impact, both of them. Or the can, Expos. Ugh. Or <laughs> <laughs> or the Alouettes. Oh, even, even worse. Real sport. Even worse. Yeah. Oh. Um, egg. But. <laughs> um so now let's now look let's look at the mls uh the the league um so you know we got chicago coming up this weekend and then we're gonna finish at home on decision day against columbus uh toronto fc is kind of in the driving the driver's seat right now um and it feels like finishing with a home playoff place is a lot more plausible than it was you know when we were talking last week or, or the week before um, so I, I feel like these next two matches are going to be to be vital in that sense. Um, you know, we're we're two points off of DC um, with this match coming up. Uh, we're all you know, we've all played 32 games. Uh, Toronto FC is sitting on 46 points. You know, DC sitting on 48 points, and you got the Red Bulls sitting on 47 points. Um, and Toronto FC has two very winnable matches. You know, with Chicago. You know, now they're also chasing a playoff spot. Um, so they're going to be coming out looking pretty feisty, um, you know, and then Columbus who are eliminated from the playoffs already. Uh, I feel like Toronto FC is kind of in the driver's seat here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, having already clinched a playoff spot, um, you obviously want to have a better seating, I guess, in the East. Um, but realistically, hey, you know what? You punch the ticket um, and that's all that really matters, especially since what last week, the week before, we were talking about Toronto FC maybe not even making the playoffs. So, um, having punched the ticket is huge. Um, you know, I just want to take a pause there and say you, you were talking about them yes, not making the playoffs. I was talking about them not making the playoffs <laughs> because I had no hope. Um, I, I, I had faith. Okay, I, I had faith. 
You did. You said they'd make the playoffs. Uh, no, you said you make. They'd make what the conference finals. I did. Yeah. Yeah. No conference semifinals. Conference, conference semifinals. semifinals. Okay. So yes. So last eight. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, top eight. Yeah. Whereas I had them not even making the last fourteen. Top seven make it yep, through. Fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Top seven. Yeah. This league is just getting too big. Like, let's be yes. real. I mean, you're adding the- Nashville, Austin. Inter Miami, uh, man, it's getting too big. Yeah, they they want to keep making it bigger too. So I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. Um, now uh, let's give a shout out to the Loons in Minnesota who, uh, in the 90th minute, uh, scored a goal to uh, clinch their first ever postseason berth. So what did uh, I say at the golf, start of the year? What did I say it. at the start of the year? You. You called it. I'll be honest. You did. I remember. I said, Minnesota will be a playoff team. They're going to be the surprise of the West this year. And now they're in the playoffs. Congratulations, yeah. Minnesota. Thank you for proving claps, me right. Golf claps all around. Golf claps all around. <laughs> um, and, I mean, other than that, I, I feel like, you know, what what are you, what is your take on this? So we have two games left. Uh, Canadian Championship is now gone. Champions League next year is now gone. Um, you know, because of that really stupid rule that Canadian teams can only qualify via the Voyagers Cup, whereas American teams can qualify via the MLS Cup or the U.S. Open Cup. Um, so I, I think that's kind of a little bit bogus. But yeah, uh, I just want to kind of get with two games left. What is your take on the season? I know you're not a big Greg Vanny fan, um, but compared to last year, uh, Toronto FC does seem to have a little bit more sort of um, spark in their step. Uh, do you? Are you happy with where we're at? Do you think that, you know, we, we should be doing better? Do you think that we're right on par with where we should be? Uh, and do you think that Greg Vanny has done enough to sort of earn himself a, another season? Um, I'm going to say I personally don't think he's done enough to get another season, but he will get another season. Okay. Um, because it's the devil you know against the devil you don't know. Um, as well as, you know, there's going to be a little bit of turnover in this team. Um, so who knows if, uh, uncle Greggy is going to be able to sort of work his little bit of magic, uh, or whatever magic he has and do some recruiting, um, and get some players in. Maybe we get Benize on a, on a permanent, maybe we, uh, you know, Gallardo gets into the starting 11 next year. Obviously Endo was on a very, uh, entry level contract, let's say, um, so, you know, does he become a bigger part next year? Uh, Richie Larea is up due for a big raise. Um, the salaries came out this year, and uh, Richie Larea makes $56,000 this year pre-tax. $56,000 pre-tax. That's insane. Yeah. The, the salaries in the MLS are just, I mean, and I say this in comparison to other leagues around the world, it's just, it's absolutely insane i mean how do you go on the pitch every day making you know fifty six thousand dollars a year when you have you know josie altador who's making you know five and a half million um or you know michael bradley and and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that larae is on the same level of uh, of those two players but it's just there's such a disparity uh between salaries that it, it just feels you know it feels almost um almost feels surreal well and that's the difference between like the designated player and you know, uh, and regular Joe Richie Larea. I mean, 
obviously they've they've made it in Europe or at least they've played in Europe or they've come up um, and have a little bit of notoriety through the U.S. national team. So um, I guess GMs believe that they're deserving of it. And also we didn't expect anything from Richard Larea. Let's be real. At the start of the season, he was kind of just a, uh, a Canadian input from Orlando City, right? So um, realistically, we didn't expect him to play this this stellar right back role and sort of uh you know have this two-headed right back role with oro jr um, where regardless of which one you put in it was going to be successful um so i mean if- yeah, he, he's been a pleasant surprise coming from orlando i mean you know he was hardly getting any playing time there and then uh now you know he's sort of become a staple in the squad and, and one that you know fans love to watch uh, I know myself, I, I love when Larea is in the starting 11. I love watching him run. I love watching him sort of just, you know, deke around defenders. He's great with the ball. Uh, and I just think that he was sort of a, a great sort of secret pickup for what we got him for. Oh, definitely. And, you know, it, it kind of speaks to that, that he's now a, a full Canadian international. Um, you know, so it, it's great to see the trajectory of a Canadian player like that to go from relative unknown to almost uh you know tfc regular and canadian men's national team uh players so you know hats off to richie larea this year we're hoping the same for someone like jacob schaffelberg you know shaft absolutely i don't know why he was left off the off the roster for the canadian championship could have used a little bit of uh shaft daddy but um you know he's one of my favorites and uh, i would have loved to see him play he would have been he would have been a great person to bring on since i would have put him on before i would have put mullins on i think i would have put on like you before i put mullins on (laughs) (laughs) at least you would have scored a penalty i i probably would have or at least it would have been a much better attempt than whatever the hell it was that mullins did man that really quick like secret run-up like just i don't know i'm not a fan of that i'm not a fan of the players who kind of try to catch the goalie by surprise it never seems to work i'd rather uh, he takes like the the mile-long run-up like paul pogba where he like tiptoes the whole time i'd rather (laughs) mullins have done that yeah (laughs) And yeah, it just I was so confused. Like he was like we'll go walking to the ball, and then all of a sudden he just turns and kicks it, and then it was stopped. And I was like, "What? What just happened? Like he was he ready to take the penalty? Like did the ref even blow the whistle yet? It was just it was really messy. It was really sort of confusing, and it, it didn't pay off, and we ended up losing. It's embarrassing. We lost to Montreal of all teams. Like yeah, and they've, we... they've they've been terrible. They lost to Cincinnati. How did we lose to Montreal? Like, we could have lost to anybody. I would have rather lost to, like, like A.S. Blanvi. I would have rather lost to, like, Von Azuri in the final. Yeah. At least they'd be in the CONCACAF Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> now Montreal has to go represent Canada in the Champions League. Like, yeah. that's that oh. just that's disgusting. Well, all we can hope is that they get absolutely annihilated. And uh, Yeah, I feel sick. You know. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel sick. I'm not feeling too great. Yeah. Like, I'm not feeling too great right now, that's for sure. Uh, so before we go, I just want to ask you because, you know, we have to end our podcast like this always. Uh, and I know that you're not a huge fan of predictions, but uh, two matches left, you know, t- huge, um, huge when it comes to the the sense of Toronto FC finishing with a home playoff place. Uh, so there are some ramifications there. Um, first things first, TFC away at Chicago. What's your prediction? Uh, away at Chicago. uh Man, I don't think we're going to do well. Um, I think the players are going to be a little bit down from losing this Canadian championship. So I'm going to say we tie Chicago. 
All right. Uh, score. Do you have a score line? Yeah, uh, nil nil. It's gonna be a snooze fest. A nil nil snooze fest. I hope not because I'm watching that match and I'm not looking to be bored. Uh, All right, and then decision day uh, at home against Columbus. What are you feeling? I think they're gonna do well against Columbus because we have to. Uh, A, it's Columbus and it's a dirty city. Um, and they should never have anything. I think yellow jerseys were a horrible idea for a place like Columbus. Um, just yellow, yellow shows dirt, you know, just choose a different color. Um, you're a, you're a firecracker. Today, <laughs> eh? I, I like this. I like this side of you. We got to record late at night more often because this brings out the, 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 the firecracker side of you. Yeah. Maybe we should always do 11 PM <laughs> podcast. I think that's a good idea. Um, I think we're going to kill Columbus. I'm going to say it's going to be like four nil. Oh, I like it. Yeah. All right. And Mullins is going to get all four on penalties. Four, four, four penalties <laughs> for Mullins. Yes. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, you know what? Only time will tell. And uh, at the end of the day, we've punched our ticket to the playoffs, and that's all that really matters. So uh, I'm excited to continue on this journey with you, and uh, we'll be checking in next week. That's for sure. Yeah. What do you think about these games? What do I think? Um, You have rational, like rational predictions. My predictions are just like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how rational my predictions are. I feel like if we go back, my stats are probably not that great. Um, But I I feel like for the most part, we we do pretty well against Chicago, uh, home or away. I feel like it's always a pretty decent match. Um, you know, I've seen some, some pretty good thrillers, um, you know, the last couple of seasons, the match that I've been to. Uh, so I'm actually going to be more optimistic. I think we're going to beat Chicago, um, away. I think it's going to be like two, one. Uh, so it's not going to be like a, a huge margin of victory, but I do think that we will win. Uh, and then I think that, you know, decision day, we're going to be at home. It's going to be against Columbus. Um, you know, I feel like it's, that's going to be the game that's going to sort of decide whether or not we get home field advantage. I think that it's going to come down to sort of that match. And I think that all eyes are going to be on Red Bulls and uh, DC. Uh, and I think that Toronto FC is going to step up to the plate like they did, like they did last year against Atlanta. And I think we're going to finish strong. And I agree with you. I think we're going to, we're going to beat Columbus. Like th- I'm going to say three nil. I think it's going to be um, pretty high scoring. Uh, Subasa Endo is going to score again. I'm calling it right now. Because uh, he just can't stop scoring, it seems. Um, and yeah, that I think we're gonna get, actually take six points. And I, I think that because they want to spite me, the gods of footy want to spite me for not buying my playoff tickets. <laughs> I think that we're actually gonna finish in a home playoff spot in fourth place. And I'm going to kick myself in the ass uh, for not buying those tickets. I didn't buy mine either, so don't feel so bad. All right, I don't feel so bad now if you didn't buy yours either. <laughs> we'll have to go and buy scalper tickets or, uh, together. We'll go try yeah, to get exactly. a pair. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, that's going to do it for us here on the XI Network Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. As always, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I don't really care. Honestly, you can listen to it on our website if you want at www.xinetwork.ca. Uh, there's a ton of great written content on there from Peter Robinson. Uh, you actually just published a piece on the ooh, the Canadian Championship, did you not? Oh, I did. And I called for the Ghostbusters if they're real. <laughs> so if you guys are listening or if any of you guys that there are Ghostbusters, uh, give TFC a call because they can use them. Uh, But yeah, make sure you guys go and uh, check out Peter's article. Make sure you guys share it with your friends. 
Uh, and yeah, on behalf of Peter Robinson. Uh, catch us tomorrow. We'll catch me tomorrow at York 9. And catch us next week at uh, Tim Hortons Field when Forge and York 9 go head-to-head uh, for another edition of the 403 Derby. We said it right yes. this time. The set did, other, yeah, other <laughs> four, 400 series highway derby. There's too many 400 series highways here. It's just, it gets too confusing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 403, 401, 400, like get rid of them. Yeah, sounds like an Arkell um, song. Yes, but come in, uh, come say hi to us. If you guys uh, are at the game, you know, send us a, a message on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know where you are, and we would love to say hi and chat. Let us know what you guys think of the podcast. Uh, and I've been your host, Justin Boro. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.